Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven and I'm Jacob Russo and today we're kicking off our month of somewhat random movies with Motel Hell. Motel Hell, yeah, it's, uh, some weird shit. Yeah, uh, why this movie? Because well, you're, you're the one that suggested this, so, so two, why? Two reasons, two reasons, right? First reason is uh, I wanted a break from doing a specific director. Fair so, enough, yeah. So for the next month, we might have explained this earlier, but for the next month we're going to be doing movies that aren't connected to anybody or any franchise. Yes, so standalone films that we wouldn't necessarily, we wouldn't cover as part of any other like existing series. Like They don't have any... There's nothing really linking them other than we just wanted to watch them and talk about them for this show. Yeah, so this month is just going to be movies, you know, that we've been that we've had our eye on for a while. So you know, uh, the second reason is um, I am a fan of those In Search of Darkness documentaries. Yes, I'd heard of this there as well, and uh, this is featured in the first one, I believe. Um, and I'd seen clips of it and people talking about it. And I thought, this looks like something I'd be interested in. Ah, uh, fair enough. And uh, <laughs> we were right. <laughs> Boy, were we. Uh, this is a, a very interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get into it, uh, have you been up to anything? Trying to figure out what the fuck this movie was, to be honest. That's kind of been my, that's been my week. Uh, it's been, I mean, outside of... Fucking hell. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> this movie's superseded everything. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fucked me up a little bit. Like, and I don't mean in the sense of, like, the film itself is, like, all messed up and it sticks with you, you know? One, this isn't, like, a seven or anything like that, you know? But, my God, it's... It's a weird one. Yeah, yeah it's one of the weirdest things I've seen in a while, but, uh... So let's get into some, uh... Let's call them vitals, shall we? Uh, yes, yes. So this, some, some facts and figures with regards to this movie. Yeah, so this movie came out in 1980, mm-hmm. the very uh, beginning of the decade. Um, and and as is as is the norm with these movies, as a result of coming out in the beginning of the 1980s, it feels like a 70s flick. Yeah, yeah, uh, it does. It it does. Right. Yeah. It's directed by uh, a guy called Kevin Connor, which is a name I wouldn't trust. I don't trust pricks with two first names for. With a first name for a surname, you know, and uh, why? I don't know. They just why, why is that? Why? Why such a such a specific bias? I don't know. I just do. <laughs> is it because we took the the piss out of David Lloyd George in secondary school? No, <laughs> that was just another. That was just another uh, showing of it. <laughs> yeah. no, Kevin Connor. I have actually seen uh, one movie this guy has done before. Go on. He did a movie in the seventies for Amicus. Uh, mm-hmm. Hammer Hammer Pictures um, main rival called uh, From Beyond the Grave it's, uh, I know that movie it's an uh, anthology horror film with Peter Cushing and uh, yeah 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 and um, oh fuck what's his name the guy the, the doctor guy from uh, In the Mouth of Madness um, and he's also in he's also the doctor in uh, Body Bags the English guy I don't uh, fucking know I don't know but he's he's in that too but anyway uh from Beyond the Grave, very good movie. So I mm. had a hopes up when I saw that he directed this. Uh, and uh, it's written, written by the Jaffe brothers. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Yes, it is pronounced Jaffe. Uh, those... Robert Robert Jaffe and Stephen Charles Jaffe. 
fans of Critical Role will be, uh, well, their ears will have pricked up, and yes, it is indeed that Jaffe family. Uh, one of the brothers who wrote this movie is indeed the father of Talison Jaffe, star of Critical Role, as well as other animated series he is throughout the world of anime dubbing and video games. He's kind of all over the place in terms of voice acting. He's sort of done mm. a little bit of everything here and there. Mm. But uh, the, the Jaffe brothers, they've had a weird career. Yes, very. they've kind of jumped from like one genre to another fairly, well, with, yeah, without really sticking in one place, I've noticed, in yeah, their this, career. And this was their first movie that they had, uh, that they had written. Uh, if, um, you know, they'd worked on movies before this, but this was the first one that they had written. Yes, the first screenplay and, uh, that got made. But no, they've gone on, like Stephen Charles in particular has gone on to do some, uh, some good shit. Like, uh, yeah. you know, he produced uh, Ghost. A yeah, fucking, Ghost is a fucking great movie. Uh, he was the second unit director, so basically second in command, mm-hmm. on uh, Star Trek VI, The <laughs> Undiscovered Country. Is that well, a good one? That is a good one. Okay. That is a very good one. I, I, it's been well established in this show that I don't speak Star Trek. No, so. it's, a, it's a very good one. <laughs> it's the last of the um, original series movies I Unless, thought that was Generations not really that just has Captain that just has like the main guy that has you know the original cast are in it for like the first five minutes and then William Shatner appears at the end for the final battle yeah so but no that's the first um, Next Generation movie this is the right, last right okay uh, The Undiscovered Country is the last uh, original series movie where they're in it for all of it oh okay right sound and it's fucking class and uh, it stars Rory Calhoun as your main Guy, As Vincent, man. yes, really? uh, and he puts in a fucking show, man. Right. This guy is unbelievable in this movie. Nice. Uh, Simpsons fans may recognise his name. <laughs> Mr. Burns mentions it. Just, yeah, Mr. Uh... B- and the, I can't remember the name of the episodes, but basically, it's the one where Santa's little helper has puppies. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's just su- it's such a throwaway line, but it's stuck in my head for years to the it's point like where young Rory Calhoun. Yeah, we picks up one of the puppies. You look like a young Rory Calhoun. <laughs> and it's like it's stuck in my head for years to the point where all you needed to say was just like this guy's first name and I was like Calhoun yeah straight away but yeah Rory Calhoun and Nancy Parsons as Ida she's fucking class yeah I puts in another stellar performance like and, uh, could we just take a moment to talk about how fucking good those two are in this movie oh yeah they're great like we'll get into it a lot more later but horror comedy is a very difficult thing to achieve mm-hmm. you, I, you can it's very easy to, as is the same with action comedy or any like genre comedy blend. It's easy it's to very overdo easy to, one aspect and uh, and uh, abandon the other. Yes, it's very easy. It's a tightrope walk, and it's very easy to fall either side of that rope. These two fucking nail it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you compared uh, Rory Calhoun's performance to a lot of Vincent Price characters, and yeah. that is spot on uh, for how well he's able to to achieve that balance of like campy and fun, but also. This guy's fucking creepy. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, I had never actually seen a Roy Calhoun movie apart from this. He's mm-hmm. uh, I had a look at what he's done. He's done a shit ton of westerns, like in the fifties and sixties, and then uh, done a lot of TV as well. Yeah, uh huh. And uh, the other star. This is this, one of the last movies that he done. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the the other stars of this, not as good. <laughs> Is Nina Axelrod as Terry the main? Yeah, girl. she she puts in a some especially although I would say right any other movie this performance is just fine, but next to mm-hmm. Vincent and Ida as I'll call them yeah right it's it just feels shallow 
I feel like, like I said, any other B movie, mm-hmm. this would have been, like, she would have been absolutely fine. She'd have been in her element, yeah. no problems at all. Like, if this was, like, a fucking, I don't know, like, Go to Mars or some shit, she would have been fine. <laughs> or, like, vampires, she would have been fine. Uh, but, like... <laughs> but... As when soon you're as you next... said Go to Mars, a fucking ringing came into my head, <laughs> and all I saw was white. And I hated it. <laughs> it's pure fucking rage. I hate it. I hate it. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like her performance, in, as I said, is somewhat... Uh, is impacted negatively by having to act across from someone who is so good in the role and someone who is as experienced as Rory Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel um, like that's where it kind of falls short. So it's the equivalent of putting, like, fucking... Uh, I don't know. You know, putting like Mike Myers, like Mike when Mike Myers is in a scene with fucking Charlton Heston, in fucking like Wayne's World Two, it's like okay, yeah, these are completely, these are two completely different classes of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in that, I see like throughout the rest of that movie, like yeah, Mike Myers is fine, he nails the role, but in that particular scene, he looks like a fucking clown, <laughs> and that's that's the joke, obviously. Uh-huh. But in this film, it's a similar effect takes place, but because it's not a full blown comedy. Yeah, it falls. We, uh, we also pointed out that this movie, we should also point out this movie is was written as a parody of like Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Yes. But at the same time, it's kind of gone in circles and now people are being influenced by this. Yeah, There's it's a certain weird aspects one, yeah. of this movie where I was looking at it, I was like, I could point out other movies that have probably... That have taken uh, from this, yeah. And uh, uh, this, Most notably, the, the Saw franchise... Yes, saw. Is that there's um, some very, there's some very, uh, un- iconography. There's some iconography in this film that I, th- previous to now, I could only ever associate with saw. Yeah. And slightly to Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the the Leatherface movie, they kind of do a similar thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. But I saw Manhunt, fucking Manhunt, X. Yeah. Uh, we'll point these out further on when we actually talk about this. And, uh, yeah, that's the one that got its prequel, Pearl, right? That's yeah, I'm thinking the Pearl's right the, film. Yeah, Pearl, just to make sure yeah. I've got the right Pearl's movie. The, Pearl's the prequel, yeah. yeah. But no, this movie was actually fairly low budget. This was a $3 million movie. $3 million. And, and uh, to be honest, seeing the special effects in this movie, they put every penny of that money on the screen. And at the box the office... The effects in this are fucking wonderful. I'm going to let you guess what the box office of this was. Like a fiver. Well, no, it made its money, and I think I guess this counts as doubling it. It made uh, six point three million dollars at the box wow. office. So you know, not a huge success. Doubled its budget though. That's yeah. still good. Not a huge success, but uh, I did read somewhere though that um, to consider for a horror movie of this nature in nineteen eighty. Yeah. That shit. Mm. When you compare it to some of the stuff that was coming out during that time, like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise was starting to find its feet. Uh, Halloween, I believe Halloween See, 2 was... Friday the Feet, the first one came out, but yeah. The first one came out in 79. Ha- oh, Halloween, I thought you meant Friday the 13th. No, Friday the 13th, the no. first one came out in 79. No, it didn't. Did it not? No, 80. Fuck me, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But uh, Friday the 13th had just come out and the rest was on the horizon. Uh, Halloween had just had released a year or two prior. Two. Two years prior. And I believe the sequel was already in the works or on its way out. Second one came out in 81? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the sequel was already on its way out. So hype was kind of building around it. Yeah. And like industry magazines like Fangoria and whatnot. So this is kind of the beginning of the horror boom mm-hmm. that this film came out. So the fact that it only made what it made, while impressive for a film of its budget, 
is still underwhelming when compared to what films like this were making at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we should also mention that this movie has some fucking insane side characters that are great. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is we'll, madness. We'll, like we'll we're talking, like we're talking like fucking sleepaway camp levels of just mental fucking mm-hmm. line reads. I, I think I also have another reason for why this movie isn't as well known. As, Go on. Uh, I read somewhere that this movie took five years to come out on a VHS. Oh, that killed it. Yeah, so... That definitely killed it. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. But uh, let's get into this. So, Motel Hell. Yes, so the film begins with an exterior shot of the Motel Hello. Mmm. Of course, the O is kind of flickering. On. It's a neon sign, Motel mm. Hello, and the O is kind of flickering on and off. Mm-hmm. We then see an older gentleman sitting on the porch smoking a pipe as the soundtrack kicks in. Soundtrack's pretty good. It is, yeah. It changes throughout the movie. If it doesn't stick to like one particular genre, it really changes to fit the mood and what the scene's trying to do. It does what a good soundtrack is supposed to do. It kind of guides you through each scene mm-hmm. in a very unique way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the old man walks into the motel, grabs some shotgun shells from behind the counter, takes a shotgun off the wall, now, in the background, we can see an evangelical preacher screaming his message on the TV, uh, mm. as those types of preachers are wont to do. <laughs> and this is where one of the, the influences we were talking about earlier comes into play. If you yeah, want to... the, yeah, so if you've ever seen the movie X, uh, mm-hmm. there's a preacher, um, like a fire and brimstone type preacher, that features quite heavily throughout that. Um, you know, Some scenes are just broken up by him being on TV. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought maybe Ty West took some influence from that it's very possible so, yeah because yeah. this scene uh, while this film didn't do well on VHS or it didn't do well when it came out it's a fucking cult movie in so. more recent years it has exploded mm. uh, especially given the films that it has influenced as we mentioned X Saw Manhunt so much has so many sort of big films have taken their cues from this and as a result it's become more and more well known as time has gone by yeah yeah so anyway, to get back to the events of the film, the old man gets in his truck and drives away from the motel. He, we then see him walking through some kind of swamp land. We assume hunting. Uh, something hunting we can at hear, night? Like, what? Hunting at night? Owls. You don't hunt owls. Yeah, you fucking do. Uh, you don't eat the owls, though. Yeah, you do. You don't. Yeah, you do. If you're an asshole, you do. Uh, and this guy's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So... We then cut to a biker couple, barrel, 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 fuck that word. Barreling! Thank you. Down the road. <laughs> Barreling down the road. I think I think uh, Terry has a thing for older men. We'll get to it. She doesn't get named until much later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they drive past this, this guy and he opens fire. Now, we never see the gun firing. But we hear the sound effect and then see the bike crash, so we can kind of, like, you know, we're clued mm-hmm. in as to what's probably happened here. It's a very soft bike crash. Yeah, yeah, very soft. <laughs> it just kind of... It just kind of falls over. Like, yeah, it just kind of flopped down. She falls off first. She yeah. Just, like, a little... Ah! Uh, he then begins to lift the biker guy up onto the bed of his truck. Just as he does this, the woman begins to stir. We then cut to the following morning. The older man is driving back to the motel in his truck with the injured young woman in his passenger seat. This is when we learn the old guy's name is Vincent. Or Farmer Vincent, to give him his title. Farmer Vincent smoked meats. Yep. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, and he walks into the kitchen and asks a woman for the... And asks this un, as yet unknown woman 
Uh, for the key to Granny's room that she's quite shocked to hear. Yeah. It is a fucking creepy room. There's like old photos on the wall. The bed is like pure rickety. It looks like a room that hasn't been touched since like 1932. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, you ever stayed in a motel like this? Can't say I have, no. Mm. <laughs> None like it's, this. But it seems like a dodgy experience. I have stayed in roadside motels in America. You don't really get them much here. But, um, I know, really. You get them, there's, there's a few kind of, there's a few sort of roadside motels you get around like the North Coast 500 and all that. You see a couple of them in like some of the smaller towns as you're going up towards like kind of the highlands, but <laughs> aye. The highlands, our south. <laughs> I can't even fucking argue that. That's <laughs> that's more or less bang on, big man. That's uh... <laughs> wait. Does that make Aberdeen, Florida? No, that's Inverness. Ah, yeah. Mm. Inverness is Florida. Mm. <laughs> so that means Nessie's just a big fuck off manatee. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fucking mutant manatee. Oh, that'd be a good. Be- that'd be a fucking great B movie. There is a found footage movie with fucking Werner Herzog of all people where he's trying to find the Loch Ness Monster. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's really strange, but yeah. you seen the footage of him getting shot? No, oh, he's with Mark Kermode and he gets shot. In the yeah, it's fucking movie. madness. Yeah, they're in LA somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he just gets, it just takes a bullet to the fucking abdomen and he's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, he's just well, fucking... Abdomen, I thought it was his leg. No, no, no you see it, like, has him like, right, like, right in his fucking abdomen, man, and he's just like, it's fine, it's no big deal. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. You've just been shot, you crazy cunt. What's the matter with you? Yeah, you had to work with Klaus Kinski. He's used to this sort of shit, so... Getting shot? Klaus Kinski did threaten to kill him a few times, so, yeah. Aye, but there's a difference between threatening and actually getting fucking shot. There was a photo of him brandishing a big fucking machete at him. So, you know, whatever. But yeah. What kind of fucking life is that man led? A weird one, but let's get back to this. He's also in The Mandalorian. He is. Yeah. I would like to see the baby. Mm. <laughs> Fucking great line. Anyway. So, the unnamed woman sends Vincent out to pick some herbs and flowers that will help heal the poor injured woman, who, again, we don't know her name yet, but it's later revealed that she's Terry. Vincent is selling, and this is in air quotes here, meat. <laughs> the type of meat is never once specified beyond the fact that it's smoked. And I've got here in my notes that I'm getting cannibal vibes already. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'll bear in, mi- bear in mind, I didn't know anything about this film going into it. I didn't know its influences. I didn't know that it was supposed to be a parody of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, but it yeah. very much wears that on its sleeve and it becomes apparent as you watch the film. <laughs> Smoked meat. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, two young girls wander into a, to a barn with smoke coming from the chimney. Yeah, because their parents are like... Their parents are, yeah. in the, are in like the, what do you call it, the foyer, the reception? Reception. Yeah. Uh, and they're like buying the meat. They find butchered pigs all over the place and some sausages. These two girls deserve to die. Shut the fuck up. They didn't die. They just get the shit scared out of them. I know, but they deserve to die. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They're just curious kids. Fucking twins wearing shitey wee scary dresses. Their parents would have fucking dressed them. I don't give a fuck. They all sneak into places that they shouldn't be. Aye, that's just Wayne's. Wayne's are like that. Nah. Nah. Kids are like that, man. (laughs) They need to be... Correct. We spent we spent a good part of our our secondary school sneaking around abandoned factories. That's true, but we were older than them. Yeah, so we should have known better. Ah oh, well, they should be corrected. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, they get frightened as a trapdoor opens, letting in more pig carcasses, 
as they run away, a man wearing a pig head just kind of bops out from behind some shit, I don't know what, like from underneath a desk or something, and just squeals at the kids. Yeah. Yeah, just... I guess Ida, actually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah just some random cunt, just... Yeah. Anyway, the children run into their parents' car and they will not stop screaming. So Vincent, in his very kind southern ways, just like, don't worry, I'll, I'll set them right. And then just bangs in the window and fucking screams at them. <laughs> we say kind of a way. I don't even know where this is supposed to be set. I feel I'm like ass- it's the south. I'm assuming it's the south, but it was filmed in California, so who knows? Fuck knows, man. <laughs> like, Vincent has quite a clear, like, southern drawl to his accent, so, like, mm. maybe it's set in the south, or maybe he just came up for the But it's implied that he's lived there all his life. Yeah. So why would he have that? You, you get me? So I think yeah. that's kind of... Anyway... So he just bangs on the car window and fucking goes, Argh! like, screams at the kid. Yeah, the, kid, the kid's mum's looking at him like, what the fuck? But Aye, but then the kid stops screaming. Yeah. So he's like, ah. And they laugh. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, puts on a decal on the on the couple's car, but he puts a it on like... St- a bumper sticker, yeah. but he puts it on shit. <laughs> he puts it on really shit. Like, it's all wonky and stuff. Yeah, it's clearly going to fall off and like after like two miles. <laughs> if he did that, I would have been like, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Dickhead, go on, do it again. <laughs> You're fucking it up. Do it right this time. You've done half a job. You've got a full smile. Fucking kick. Mm-hmm. Do it anyway. <laughs> That's something I've always wondered about. Um, uh, murders, murderers, and movies that have motels is like, do they kill everybody that comes to the motel? Obviously, this guy doesn't. I don't think he kills anybody. He kills two of the guests. He kills every guest that we see, except from the initial family. No, yeah. You say every guest that we see. There's only two people that stays there. The swingers. Oh yeah. Yeah, the rest were just fucking randoms. Yeah. Oh. Jenkins so, uh, runs a nice hotel, motel even. Well, those people seem to enjoy it. Oh, so, they seem yeah. to be all right. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe they just do it so they have enough. Four stars money. and TripAdvisor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they leave good Yelp reviews and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Uh. So. Oh. So I don't know. I don't think he does kill everybody that comes through because they survive. Mm-hmm. And the only person that he he takes out that we see being a guest are the the swingers couple. <laughs> the best characters in this movie, without a shadow of a doubt. But we'll get <laughs> onto that. So yeah, I think he's just it just runs a sound motel. You know, apart from other murders, but that's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the next day, uh, Vincent rides his tractor around the farm, stopping at what appears to be a large hedge. He then opens up a hidden door and walks inside. Do you know what this reminded me of? This is going to be a very niche reference, right? PlayStation 1 Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone video game. Remember you find that map that leads to a secret part of the... Oh, yeah! To a secret part of the grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just, like, some weird shit in there. Yeah. You get, like, a bunch of collectibles from there. Yeah, that just reminded me of that for some reason. (laughs) I was expecting, you know, Ron to come up and be like, Harry, look what I found! But, well, that's just me. Those games were fucking weird, man. Yeah, the PlayStation 1 one. The PlayStation 1 version was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we then cut to a police car with its siren blaring as it stops outside a motel. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's another reason this guy's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> the cop gets out and gets a lovely hero shot. 
mm-hmm. with you know the camera like starting at his boots and panning he does, up. Before he starts acting, he does look like he does look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah he does look like your sort of stereotypical eighties movie. He also cop. looks a he also looks a little bit like James Spader at points. I did find out why he looks just like a wee the, bit. I did find out why he looks like the most stereotypical cop ever though. Why? Uh, do you remember that show Chips? The motorcycle cops. He was in that. Uh, I don't know if he was a cop in it though. I just know he was in it. Fair enough. So uh, no one is in in the motel so he starts making his way through to another room where the again the as of yet unknown woman waits with a cleaver <laughs> the woman then jumps the cop without the cleaver mm-hmm. saying guess who this is when we finally learn her name is Ida 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 yeah. let yeah. Bruce go <laughs> Bruce is the cop mm-hmm. Bruce then notices the girl from the motorcycle crash Vincent then asks Ida to get a bathrobe for Terry, this is where we learn the motorcycle girl's name. Terry, yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry asked to see Bo, who was the guy, but is informed that he passed away this morning and Vincent buried the body at sunrise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It's a bit of a fucking mental scene. Like, what, so you, just, you found a body by the roadside and just went, well, he's fucked, and just buried him? <laughs> yeah, who does that? You fucking what, mate? <laughs> Did he give him a coffin? The film even questions him yeah. as well. It was like, why the fuck did you bury him? And that the cop, who we later find out is Vince, who we find out in that scene, I believe, is Vincent's brother. Yeah, he's his younger brother. Yeah, yeah jumps to his defence and is like, well, in this state, if there is extenuating circumstances, it's fine. That's the actual line. <laughs> That's the actual line. It's it either says it's fine or it's okay. America's weird with its laws. Like you've got federal laws which affect the whole country. You've got state, state laws. laws yeah. but then you do have county laws as well. Like there's certain counties in America in the South where it's like illegal to like yeah do anal, you know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean nobody enforces it, but it's illegal. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be enforced to do anal. <laughs> <laughs> or anything for that matter. Well that cop does have pink eye, so who knows what he's been doing. So scranning asses. <laughs> Clearly. That was my first thought when I saw it. I was like, oh. Ooh, kinky cop. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pink eye. Oh. But no. Uh, yeah, so. Kink eye. <laughs> I got that kink eye. I was Don't you mean pink eye? Eh. I got the Same pink thing, eye. different method. I got the uh, pink eye from going into the brown eye. Oh. <laughs> and I got the red eye home. <laughs> oh. But no, uh, I mean. What what would you do in that? What would you even say in that situation? It's like, oh yeah, we buried your boyfriend. She's just kind of... Yeah, she just doesn't react at all. She just kind of takes it in her stride. Like, she cries a bit by his grave and then that's it. She's fine. Find out his name's actually Boris. So Boris. Boris. Boris Kuklinski or whatever the Boris fuck the Spider. Yeah, it's a fucking weird song. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, right. When we were, when we were younger... Uh, we were fascinated by the song Boris the Spider we were fascinated by the song Boris the Spider so we came up with this character of this guy we were going to be we were supposed to be making we wanted to make an animated series Mm. called This Strange Town (laughs) I don't even remember the title of it yeah Yeah, no it was This Strange Town and it was basically just this place that was filled with like dumb fuck characters imagine the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy but for adults basically that was the idea I of say it. adults we were like 15 when we killed it so it was just stupid it was just bullshit it, teenage but... humor yeah but but it was fun for us to go back and forth and talk about it like mm. that's kind of yeah and one of the characters was 
this uh, mental cunt who had who kept a pet spider just in his hands. Mm. And I was like, what's his name? His name is Boris the Spider. And then he'd open his hands and the spider would sing the random The Who songs every time. <laughs> so the first time it would be like, who are you? Then he would open his hands again. It was Pinball Wizard. Like, just random. <laughs> the spider was just a The Who jukebox. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> but he would, but the, the key to the joke was he would never once sing Boris the Spider. That was the <laughs> one Who song that he, the spider never sang throughout the show. <laughs> well, there you go. But, <laughs> but no, I still think that's a funny idea. <laughs> his name is Boris Kuklinski. He's the most Polish man alive. Oh yeah. He's, he's well, yeah. <laughs> he's thought to be dead, but you know. He's... Yeah, we. I mean, spoiler alert for a film that came out twenty-three years ago. Thirty-three year ago. Shit. Or forty. Forty. Forty-three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go you still think it's the year 2000 <laughs> we're old Ben we need to get used to that we're nearly fucking 30 man <laughs> yep but anyway I'm buzzing for it man can't wait <laughs> I know, yeah, well. genuinely <laughs> can't wait turn 30 it's going to be fucking great but no, go to the grave have a little cry bobo bodies and yeah. then uh, the scene just kind of ends I think doesn't it Pretty much, yeah. They just they visited the and they discuss what's going to happen to Terry. Uh, the cop offers to take her to like like a halfway house and yeah, try and set yeah. her up. She just fucking stays there. Yeah, but at, then, at the motel. This movie wouldn't happen if she just left. Well, the movie would still happen. She just wouldn't have a part in it. <laughs> well, would it though? Would Bruce... yeah, because they would just continue killing. Yeah, but Bruce wouldn't get involved. Yeah, so they would just continue killing. Yeah, well, it, the only thing it would affect is the movie's ending. Mm. <laughs> Everything else still the happens. Most nihilistic ending ever. He just continues to kill people. Yeah, fair enough. He, yeah. he just feed, he feeds a cunt to the mayor. That's it. <laughs> Motel Hell Two. <laughs> but uh, no, but no. <laughs> this this time it's federal. <laughs> and the FBI come calling. But uh, yeah, but no. I mean, yeah. If she she just stays there, I never understood that. It's like, why does she need to stay there? She doesn't. She just does. I think she's kind of manipulated into staying there because she's... Because, st- like, bear in mind, this is, like, the day after the crash. So she's still woozy from, like, the head wound mm. that she suffered at the crash. Yeah. I think at this point she's still, like, heavily concussed and they're fully taking advantage of this lassie. Like, they're fully just going to be, like... Like, the idea is to... Eventually... They were... I think the plan was either take her in for a helping hand and essentially bring her up to the trade because the two of them are getting older now. Mm. Or, if she doesn't like it, kill her, chop her up, sell her. But that's the thing, though. Spoiler alerts, right? He does say that he's going to show her the finer points of smoking meat, right? But then he doesn't really give a fuck when she's, uh, you know, given fucking Rohypnol, whatever the fuck it is, and then the, then he decides that he's going to kill her anyway. Yeah. So, like, who knows <laughs> his motives? I think it's part... I think it's kind of like... The idea was that she would like wake up in the meat shed and be like, "What the hell's this?" And then he would, in her sort of drug state, be like a suggestion kind of thing. Because we find out later on that they're like hypnotizing some of their victims, but prior to killing them. Mm. So I thought he was going to do something similar to her, where it was like a hypnotic suggestion of, "This is fine. You're okay with this. This is the future." You Mm. know? Maybe who knows? It's not very clear. It's not no because it's a fucking standalone B like slasher movie. Well, not slasher technically. Yeah, we call it slasher movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So we then cut to later that night as Terry sits watching the TV, the same preacher's on. 
And <laughs> I, laments. I'd be, I'd be crying too if I was watching yeah. Preacher, to be honest. Laments her current situation. Vincent then takes the preacher's job off him and starts preaching the gospel to Terry to try and get her on side. <laughs> it works. Uh, and I've put here on, like, most likely due to her massive head injury. Uh, because because this is a weird fucking sermon, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, you have yourself. He basically says, you're never alone because you have yourself. <laughs> that's why I'm alone, cunt. Like, that's why I'm alone. Maybe he's got a split personality in these weird 80s movie terms, you know? Maybe that's what he's trying to get at. Nah, man. I Who think knows? he's just... Yeah, he's a strange cunt. But... <laughs> Anyway, also, before this happens, mm. I'm getting ahead of myself, an inspector comes by for a spot check while Vincent is feeding the pigs. Feed them pigs. Vincent retreats to his shed and scales the ever-living fuck out of the inspector as he emerges from the shed covered in blood and brandishing a cleaver. Mm-hmm. So we then get the scene I just described, yeah, and the inspector in. comes back during the night, snooping around the farm. He finds what at first appears to be just a bunch of burlap sacks on the ground. Yeah. Until one of them starts gargling. Uh, yeah, he sneaks into the secret garden and all that shit. Yeah. Know, and there's, yeah. Now, this scene is trippy as fuck, right? Because <laughs> uh, they start this weird sort of... The head, it starts moving at first, and then they start this kind of gargling, kind of sort of like... <laughs> like, yeah. almost half scream, half like... Yeah. Puking, almost. Sounds like bad black metal vocals. Yeah, it does. But then, uh, but then this weird sort of synthy ambient music starts playing, which is is diegetic music. There you go. That's some film fucking theory for you. That's not film theory. That's a film fact. I know, but it's diegetic. It's, it's diegetic yeah. film. Yeah, it's being played to them. Yeah, because like it, you hear it, it and the characters hear it, but like it's really fucking bizarre music. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If I, I was saying this to you when we were watching some of this um, earlier. If I was watching this movie and I was baked. Right, I would think this is the greatest movie of all time. Oh yeah, yeah, but, easily. Uh, but I th- the music is never really explained. But I think it's uh, you know there is that whole thing where people will like play, play like, music to plants, calming music them to, to grow, yeah, yeah. calm music to plants. I think that's what they're trying to get at here. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that's kind of the idea. But uh, he removes one of the sacks to reveal Bo, with a bandage on his throat as he tries to scream, but is only able to gargle. We then get. The best sound known to mankind as the inspector is knocked out by a shovel to the back of the head and we get that doom. It's such a doom. It's so good. Like, it, like it's a really deep sound, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, it's just this really deep reverberating, like, bonk. Like, it's just a doom. And we get Another a great line from Vincent, check? just like, good to see you again, Bob. Another spot check there, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> We then get introduced to Ivan and the Terribles. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, it's a pretty fucking great name for a punk band, is, to be fair. It is. As they drive down the road in a tour van. One of these uh, Ivan and the Terribles is uh, John Ratzenberger. Yes, uh, known by Pixar fans the world over. He voices Mac in Cars. He voices Ham in Toy Story. It's in pretty much every three. Pixar movie. So we then see Vincent placing a bear trap on the road, which the van hits, causing them to wreck. Yeah. And crash into a ditch. Mm. Vincent then gasses the band before, before loading them before into we get his there, truck. I just want to point out, right, all these band members are smoking pot, right? Oh, yeah. They're getting high as fuck, right? Except from one guy who smokes it wrong. No, he doesn't smoke it wrong. What happens is John Ratzenberger places it in his mouth. And he just kind of puts... He puts the ash end in his mouth. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the guy's blindfolded, so I guess he can't see, but, like, I just looked at it, and I was like, what the fuck? If somebody did that to me, I'd kill him. But, like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't get it. But yes, they crash the van. Van tips over. The van goes on its roof. Yes. Mm. Vincent gasses the band and then loads them one at a time into his truck. You thought he was going to do like a no country for old men. With yeah, when he first comes out with like the gas tank and like yeah. the, the hose, I thought that was like the, like the cat, not cattle prod, but like the thing that they use, like the bolt, basically. Yeah. Like the bolt gun that they use for taking out cattle and, like, and obviously very famously in the film No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Doesn't make that sound. Yeah, it does kind of. And it goes... Yeah, whatever. I was like the air comes yeah, up. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. The cows certainly don't make that sound. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No, they don't. I've been in a slaughter room. They don't. They're terrifying. <laughs> uh, Vincent then professes his love for the traps that they lay, uh, stating they give him the opportunity to be creative. Ida mm. then replies, oh, artistic. Her now, her accent does not fucking help her in that situation. Oh, artistic. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like the, the R is not available in that fucking sentence? No. And no. honestly, I pushed myself laughing when she first said I, I, I thought she said autistic as well when I watched it the first time. Didn't help us. I, I had to rewind like a good two or three times before I fully heard what she actually said. Yeah, it didn't help that I was drinking when I was watching this the first time as well. I was sitting there. You might like, have a problem, dude. <laughs> I only drink when I watch movies. Yeah, and what do we do all the time? <laughs> well, whatever. But no, I, I, I remember just sitting there being like, what? <laughs> yeah, what, what the fuck? I did look up to see where she was from, just in case like it was uh, like some weird southern accent. It wasn't. She's from the Midwest. She's from Wisconsin. No, Mini- she's from she's from Minnesota or Wisconsin. She's from one of those places. So I'm like, I don't know why. Why do you say those places so accusatory? You fucking love Minnesota. I do love Minnesota. I like Wisconsin as well. one of those places those places that you actually really like but your tone suggests that you despise it's just from one of these weird places (laughs) go Pax go (laughs) fuck you Uh. my dad actually did ask why I was supporting the Packers this year yeah why are you because they represent everything I love beer and cheese beer and cheese yeah 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 that's fair how did your dad react to that as a New Yorker? He's just like, hmm, okay. Wait, he can't, he can't say shit. The Giants sucked. They lost 40 to nothing, right? And they, they broke every record that every, that in the NFL, right? For that a, you don't want to break. Oh, in one single game, right? <laughs> the Jets, sure, they got Aaron Rodgers, but he but he only played like 70 seconds in his fucking Achilles tour. Then you saw it. Yeah, so, so he's out in injury. The, he's out for the whole season. They did win that game, granted, but not by much. Yeah. So, uh, New York team suck dick. The fucking... Uh... <laughs> I don't give a shit about the NFL, so this is great. This must be what it feels like when I talk about actual football. I don't mind actual football. And then... Uh... <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> and the Packers have won both games that they've been uh, doing, so... Uh... Ha! <laughs> he can go... Fuck himself. <laughs> I dared you to say that to your dad's face. Not New York. Now go fuck yourself. Oh. I dare you. Just walk up to this. New York can go fuck themselves. See how long you last. And and see how long before you're fucking disowned. All his New York teams are doing shit. The fucking Yankees suck, right? They came in fuck They hell, came in they man. came in the last in their division last year. Fucking Mets suck. So, you know. 
The only New York team that's doing somewhat decent in fucking NFL is the Buffalo Bills, and nobody gives a fuck about them either. <laughs> Packers beat them. Actually, no, they didn't. The Jets beat them, so that says something. There you go. <laughs> the Jets beat them. Yeah, they. Yeah, the was same. that that game that fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> get injured? Yeah. God damn it. And we beat the Bears. The Packers beat the Bears, and uh, the Bears suck. But you know, I beat a bear once, but that was a different context. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry for the NFL talk there. <laughs> uh, so, we then get uh, Vincent. Then walks in to greet. I either says, "I have a surprise for you." Really? Now, at first, I thought the surprise was a punk band and a well-known Pixar voice actor, but it turns out it's not that. No. Uh, so no. We find out what the surprise is much later on. So Ida here looks like she is absolutely off her tits because she walks into the garden, right? We are horns in the air, just yeah, vibing she's to the music. She's just on the music. She's <laughs> just having a fucking great. She's thing. going into fucking Burning Man. She's, <laughs> she's uh, but uh, did it, right. They never really explain why they're burying these people. I assume it's just to keep them tender. Yeah. But why bury them? You don't need to necessarily bury because them. Because they're fucking mental. But this is another thing that I think uh, has taken influence from this, right? Uh, the TV show Hannibal. Yes. There's a season one episode, I believe it's season one, where there's a guy that's really into Well, growing... if it was a good episode, it was most likely season one. <laughs> Probably. But uh, he's really into growing mushrooms. Right. And uh, to do so, he takes people, drugs them, and then buries them in his mushroom patch, and then apparently them so decomposing... dead people mushrooms. Yeah, them decomposing helps gr- the mushrooms grow. Right, yeah. So, yeah, you know, that, I think, was taken from this. I think somebody, or one of the writers of that show was like, <laughs> here's something. So, there you go. So, either then walks up to one of the bag, and removes the bag from their head, and rev- then removes the bandage on their throat to reveal stitches yeah, across the yeah, neck. It's bow. Yeah. Across Bo's neck. Yeah. Uh, we then learn that the two, the reason that these heads are gargling and not screaming and shouting and begging mm. for help is that they have slit their vocal cords. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I don't know that you could do that without them bleeding out. Uh, probably not, no. Like, that is, a, like, medically pretty much impossible. Yeah. But because, the, although this is, be- to, to be fair, this is before medical research has kind of advanced and we knew that there's vocal cords don't actually exist. It's like vocal folds within the neck. Yeah, whatever. So it's, it's cutting like, the cords isn't possible. Yeah, it's not really something I really looked at. 1980s horror movies, I don't really... Yeah. Care for scientific accuracy? Oh no, the only reason I know them is because it was a part of like when I was doing my acting course, one of the parts of like my sort of vocal lessons was to like go into like the anatomy of the voice and like actually do like mm. so like I'd long forgotten like everything like a good chunk of what I learned in that class outside of like the practical stuff. But that's how I remember vocal cords don't technically yeah. exist it's vocal folds still, within your neck I still think the best sort of uh, and vocal... yeah you wouldn't be able to cut them without slitting the throat wide open and killing the cunt within uh, seconds I still think the best sort of vocal cord like tearing thing you ever see in a movie is in Day of the Dead right fucking Joe pull out Joe just... got yeah and then they were tearing his throat it gets higher and higher and then, yeah. <laughs> see I would I would combat with a similar thing uh, Hellraiser 2022 
yeah. When yeah. like she jabs the pin in her neck and starts playing with the vocal cords, and starts playing her like she's an instrument. Mm. I, like for Hellraiser, I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to movie. Yes. So it uh, turns out that the surprise that Vincent had for him is Bob the Inspector. Can I also just mention it's a really fucking weird just seeing fucking heads in a field just sitting yeah. there like there's something really kind of uh, it's so disturbing yeah. but in a in a good way like this yeah. film does really well at, like this whole scene is fucking eerie right because you've got the music going you've got Ida and fucking Vincent just being very uh, you know they're they're kind of taking they're the just piss. acting like regular fucking farmers like yeah. they're kind of they're just they're, they're, they used to have this big like bit of farming equipment it's basically this big fuck off drill bit that they dig a hole with and they're like basically yeah. planting the bodies the plant same way. Plant them that, in. And he does like, say that, plant them in. Yeah, you know? and they plant them the same way that any other farmer would plant like a fucking grains or shit like that, you know? Yeah, like it's, in potatoes and all that shit. So, yeah. yeah, and it's done with this efficiency mm-hmm. which is, which sort of clues you into how often they have done this and how cavalier they are about the whole situation. Yeah. And it adds to this unsettling nature of this scene. It's such a good horrific scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, just oh, per chef's kiss, masterclass. Mm-hmm. And then the way the two interact with one another is actually really fucking funny. So again, you get that kind of, and it's still funny in its own right being a comedy. But the fact that they are joking about this while doing it then also adds to the horror because holy shit, they're doing this horrific act while having a fucking laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we then get a fucking awesome line where mm-hmm. Ida says, "There's some str- in reference to the punk band. There's some strange critters, aren't they?" Yeah. <laughs> to which Vincent replies, "Well, you know what Granny always said: it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent fritters." <laughs> which oh, here's the fucking thing, right? Mm-hmm. Granny always said that, right? So is Vincent their last name? No, it's his uh, surname is Smith. So why the fuck was Granny calling him Farmer Vincent then? Because he's a farmer and his name's Vincent. No, but Granny Smith didn't, so why was she calling her meat? Because Granny's fucking mental, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) She's got the dementia, she She thinks she's Vincent. Yeah. So anyway, fair play to fair play to Vincent and Ida. They actually do sanitise their equipment before using it. So uh, they were on top of the COVID before COVID happened. Yeah, yeah forty years before COVID <laughs> would happen. That's got me fucked up. The fact it's forty years ago. Anyway, and before sedating the band members and then slitting their vocal cords. Uh, no, cut. well, first they first they uh, they take a syringe and they're like, oh, yeah, they sedate them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They sedate them oh, and right. then they, mm. yeah, it's pretty brutal. And to this film's credit, you don't actually see a lot. No, it's all for the most part, it's all implied gore, which I think works very much to this movie's favour, especially given the low budget. Mm-hmm. We do get some proper fucking gore towards the end of the movie. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, a lot of it is just implied and like, you know, we see so we see a couple bodies like after the fact. Mm-hmm. So there's that element of it, but there's not a lot of actual like slasher esque kind of or like saw type kind of. No, that, gore that's, in it. that's the thing with like some modern horror movies, like uh, let's say Terrifier. I like the Terrifier movies for the most part, right? I think it puts too much on the screen, though. Yeah, like for because uh, in this movie in particular, Motel Hill, um, you know there isn't a lot of gore on the screen, so that way when the gore does come, 
you know, it's, it, it heightens its impact. You, know, you sit there and you're like, oh fuck, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know, when you do a movie like Terrifier or well, uh, that's... or or let's put it into or or Hostel, let's say Hostel. Hostel's right? a better example because I feel like Terrifier, like the gore, kind of is the point. Yeah, it's the point. Yeah. Like Hostel, it's the fact like, that it's going to, but Hostel, I feel like is a uh, better example. With Hostel, when there's gore constantly, it's kind of like yeah. And... Yeah, or like the Saw <laughs> franchise, you kind of just uh, get desensitized to it after a while. Yeah. You just kind of look at it and be like, yeah, come on. <laughs> yep, let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on to the next bit. Yeah, but this movie does it well. Yeah. So. so anyway, we then cut to a good old-fashioned picnic. In a cemetery. Yeah, fucking weird. I don't know, you get people doing that down at um, uh, the Necro down in Glasgow. Still fucked up. It's quiet. I don't like it. It's quiet, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Vincent tells a story of how he got started smoking meats, resulting in a very lovely quote. Mm-hmm. Meets meat and man's gutty. Yeah, because uh, they're about... telling the story of the of apparently their granny had a dog that she <laughs> hated. Yeah, and so the granny told Vincent to get to take care or to quiet up that dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, so Vincent smoked the dog <laughs> and yeah. fed it to granny. Yeah, and uh, you know Terry's horrified by this, but you know. I'm just gonna put it out there. See if I was, see if I went somewhere that was actually like you know where a dog is kind of like a don't. I would probably eat that. Oh uh, nah, I couldn't, man. You know, if it's when in Rome, do as the Romans do, you know. So practice slavery. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse slavery. <laughs> no, no. Unless but, it's uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> That's a Russian badger quote, by the way. I should, quote, I should, quote, I should clarify that. That's not an actual stance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but you know. No, not when, sure. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. So if I'm somewhere and they're like, hey, do you want to try some dog? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Nah, fuck that, man. I didn't know the dog. Hmm? I didn't know the dog. Would that have an impact if you did? Yeah. I would eat my dog. I've got some really bad news for you, man. Uh, man, how I made you a lamb curry? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, sorry, that was Maisie. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, uh, I, you know, but yeah, if, if they're like, yeah, do you want to try some of this street food dog? When, am I, when else am I going to get the opportunity to do that? Right? Why are you looking for the opportunity to do it? Because I like weird food. I suppose I can't talk. I've eaten lamb and that's really fucked up when you think about it. Lamb's fine. Lamb's good. Yeah, basically, you've eaten a baby. I've eaten veal. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Tasted pretty good. And I've had... Uh, what else have I had? Um, I've eaten crocodile meat. So that. It's really nice. I had that foie gras. It's where they... It's basically like duck fat, but it's nice. Oh, yeah. Duck fat patty or something, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had some weird shit. I've had a uh, kangaroo. <laughs> When did you eat kangaroo? There's a butchers and largs that sell. Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'd, yeah, no, no yeah, they had, do like all the exotic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, that's I, where I got the crocodile meat. Hell yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, if somebody was like, "Yeah, dog," I'd be like, "Sure, you know, I'll try this." I don't think I could. Mm. I, I'd just be picturing like like pals' dogs that I've, I've met and be like, "Nah." Yeah, each to their own, you know. Yeah, I suppose. I've had shark. You've had shark meat? Mm-hmm. Shark meat, boo-ha-ha. But yes, Fuck um... off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, let's continue. I get enough of that when I play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. <laughs> yes, so, 
Uh, everyone in the group laughs at this story, except from Terry, who is quite <laughs> rightfully fucking terrified. <laughs> terrified. Hold on, there's a spider. There it is. Tiny. But no, I am of a similar. I have a similar opinion to fucking the Smith family in this. Meat's meat, and a man's got to eat. So you know, whatever. Go for it. Just don't eat people. Yeah, yeah, we should clarify that. <laughs> Just don't eat people. Don't eat people. <laughs> don't, yeah. Or dogs. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat people. Yeah. So, uh, Ida then attempts to spill the secrets of, uh, of Vincent's meat to Terry. Did you notice that Ida's lipstick was like smeared on like one side of her Yeah, face yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Vincent then punches her in the fucking gut uh, to and stop you know, her from... Uh, I'll admit, the way that this is filmed, I fully thought he stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way that it's filmed, it does look like he just goes fucking... She does like, burp when uh, he punches her, which I thought was quite That's kind of funny, yeah. But he does go full on, like, uh, demented Colonel Sanders. He's like, <laughs> I mix the meat with my secret spices, and I... Ida knows I'm protective of my recipe. Ida knows how, <laughs> how important that recipe is to me. And that's how I just picture Colonel Sanders whenever anybody asks. Although apparently... But, you know, add a bit of racism. <laughs> Although apparently um, you can just figure out what the um, the most people do. Yeah, like, yeah. There's like numerous like recipes online for like the exact yeah. blend. How nobody has fucking made their own proper version of Iron Brew? Don't know, because that recipe's secret too. But people know what's in it. They just don't know all the. They don't know how many parts of each thing yeah, are in yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, fucking Iron Brew though. <laughs> fucking love Iron Brew. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's good shit. At the risk of sounding stereotypical, <laughs> Iron yeah. Brew is the shit. No, I had a fucking stereotypical meal as fuck the other day. I had haggis, oh sleeps and tatties and I also had like, you know, you, 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 big old you, Iron Brew, you know. You chased it down with a, with a glass bottle of Iron Brew. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, the Iron Brew in it, you just fucking chowed the thing. <laughs> Iron Brew, it gets you. Crunch. <laughs> Iron Brew, it gets you through. Bar isn't sponsoring us, but. No, but they, they fucking, fucking should. should. <laughs> 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 We didn't plan that. that was... Oh, perfect. My dad used to work in the bar factory. Oh, yeah, he had some stories, didn't That's he? That's why he doesn't drink iron brew. <laughs> Moving uh, on. Uh, so, Bruce and Terry go out on the lake together. Yeah, just to give... As a soundtrack plays a nice wee romantic tune that wouldn't be out of place in the Hallmark channel. This movie does turn... It does get Hallmark a couple of times. It gets kind of a racy Hallmark movie, though. There's a... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. There's a lot of tits in this movie. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Hallmark. It's the same movie, it's just set at Christmas. It's just, it's, just, uh, it's just white Christian ladies having spice in their food. Oh my god, yeah. Being introduced to bay leaves. <laughs> Have you ever met a Mexican? Whoa! <laughs> you know those Hallmark movies, right? My mum watches them quite a lot. Um, yeah. One of the fucking mean girls from Mean Girls. That's just how she does. That's just how she makes her money now. The fucking uh, Gretchen. Gretchen. Oh yeah, yeah. She just makes her money just doing fucking Hallmark movies now. And good for her. You know what? Because yeah. it's get steady. That. It's steady work. Fucking get that back. People man. watch that. Yeah, it's steady work. People watch that shit. 
and yeah. you know, so it must pay well, you know. So yeah. you know, fuck them. Yeah, go for it. I mean, <laughs> I imagine the residuals would be shite on it, but yeah. I don't know. Good the initial pay should be alright. Apparently, they do contracts for like them, so it's like they'll be in this many, and then yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, if you can get that shit, if I was an actor and they're like, oh, do you want to be in these Hallmark movies? I'd fucking fuck take yeah, it. I'd do that. Hell yeah, <laughs> I'd sign that contract in a fucking heartbeat. I'm not one of these people who be like, nah, I have artistic integrity. I like fuck my- artistic integrity. I like money. Uh, I want to <laughs> live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have no backbone. <laughs> uh, well, I do, but it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, well, out in the boat. I have scoliosis. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> out in the boat, and. Uh, yeah, uh, Bruce is doing a pretty good job of chatting up Terry and invites her to go out to a drive in. She accepts. Fun. Well, it was the movie The Monster That Challenged the World. Yeah, yeah. It's a real movie. Really? Uh-huh. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then cut to Ida and Vincent feeding buried captives through like this like kind of funnel and a straw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ida then says, somebody's got to do their bit for the planet, implying that their reasoning behind this is to like stop the environmental impact of like... Overpopulation. Of Not overpopulation, but like farming and like... Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like, you know, I don't agree with the methods, but I certainly agree with the... <laughs> With the message. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these hippies worrying against climate change. They're going to feed us each other. It's going to be bad. You know, yeah. Guarantee somebody looked at it like that. Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones, man. <laughs> what a fucking riot. <laughs> I used to listen to fucking Infowars just for a laugh. Oh, no, oh yeah, it's the best comedy show in the world. <laughs> it's fucking unreal. Always, I always like it when fucking uh, when we Common Talk because he used to fucking go in on him that was always fun oh, hell yeah. do you remember when Alex Jones just started singing Danzig one of his shows yeah he started singing the Twisted Cane <laughs> yeah for no reason no it was part of whatever he was talking about but you know like, yeah, he just started singing <laughs> and that fucking voice of his then there's also uh, you know putting all the chemicals in the water making the frogs gay oh that was glorious <laughs> big up the gay frogs and you know what the best part of that is? Go on. The best part of that was, it's just the way he worded it, but he was kind of right, right? Cause the, Fuck cause, off. No, because he was talking about some uh, river somewhere where all these chemicals were getting dumped in the water, right? And it was making all the frogs, not gay, but becoming hermaphrodites. Huh. Yeah, so you in, a, in his own fucked up way, he was kind of right, but not... No. He was, he, what, yeah. he missed the mark considerably. Yeah, but you can see what he was getting at. <laughs> It's, it's a prime example of misinformation. You take a kernel of truth and then just, you know, fucking warp uh, it. I also remember listening, because uh, Infowars website used to have like a sort of 24-7 stream of all this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I remember, you know, just putting it on in the background just because it's fucking hilarious. And like, uh, he was, there was one episode where he was like, uh, now you know it's a lie because it's, cause it's on, because the mainstream media is reporting it, right? Literally like, an episode later, he's like, "This is how you know it's true. It's in the mainstream media." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> anyway, you fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. So yeah, uh, we then get some fucking Benny Hill music playing as oh, the so... sheriff disperses a dogging site uh, on his way to the drive-in with Terry. More titties. Turns out, Bruce. Cheapskate bastard. Yeah, he invites her out on a date to the drive-in. Right. I don't know how much a drive-in ticket costs. Right. But you know you get you get modern your, day. You're probably talking roughly this. It depends. You say modern day. Per, I don't know. They charge per car. Yeah. But, so like when when I went, it was about to be fair. We had a fairly we had a packed car. 
Uh, I think we were about 60 quid for the ticket. Mm. But it can't... Right, that's 60 quid. Right. But in America, though, at the time, this was a, driving was a thing that all the teenagers went to because it wasn't... No, it was that, fairly cheap at the time, yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't that expensive, right? So, let's say... I don't know how much they were. Let's say, like, $2, right? Right? Then you have to get the food as well, which, you know, everything was cheap back then, too, right? So, it probably wasn't that much. Aye, but you were also earning fuck all, so... He's the sheriff. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> he's the sheriff. Yeah, he's probably minted. Yeah, so then, like, uh, so he's not paid for that. He then <laughs> radios over to the fucking drive-thru, drive-in, saying, uh, you know, can you put the, 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 the radio signal to whoever his fucking radio is set to. So she does. So that's abuse of power. Yes. You know, he's, he's so he's a cheapskate his... who abuses his power. Yeah, and then... So and then... He's, a, he's a cop. Yeah, so, uh... let's, he, he straight up, he tries to kiss her, she says no... He then fucking launches himself at her. And she slaps him. And then he goes back yeah, he in. He goes back in again. And he only stops when we have the ski chicks, which we, who we should probably talk about. Yeah, but at this point, we hear what we think is... Let me see. Oh, yeah, we hear someone saying, please don't, please help. So Somebody help me. Yeah, because we, right? we missed out. she comes up and says, like... All right, okay. All right, yeah. okay, chill. And he said, no, that wasn't me that said it. And that's what stops him. Yeah, but we should... We, but prior we to that, it, yeah. okay... Uh, we then see, uh, you know, new, uh, new Vincent Trap just dropped. <laughs> uh, we then see some some fake cows in the middle of the road cause a couple of like, unnamed women who have just come back from a ski lodge. We'll call them ski chicks for the purposes of this episode. Yeah, they were working at the ski lodge. Yeah, these cows look like they were. Uh... They look like they were painted by a child. Yeah, I was going to say they look like the sort of set decoration for like a school play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... uh, they proclaim that I don't like the vibes here. Uh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like, what year is it? What the fuck is Ta- happening? Yeah, time is a flat circle. We've been talking about vibes for years. It, was, it just changed from hippie shit to Gen Z shit. Uh. That's all that happened. Uh, I've then got, oh shit, they're packing heat. One of them pulls a fucking pistol. Admittedly, it looks like a 32, so it wouldn't do much damage. But she, did the, she had the same effect on me that Karen Allen and Starman had when she was walking about with those guns. You need to stop talking like this, man. I swear to fuck. <laughs> I was just looking at it I was like, uh-huh. This is going to turn into a different type of fucking podcast. Oh, no, it was a bit later like, on as well. Let's not, right? <laughs> uh, we then see, here comes old Vincent with the gas. Uh, the guy looks gasses. genuinely fucking terrifying with the gas mask on. Yeah. Like, genuinely. So he jumps up. So one of the lassies go out to, like, fucking lift the, the cardboard cows off the road. Mm-hmm. Vincent pops up from behind a cow, gasses her. Mm-hmm. She falls down. The other lassie tries to drive away. We then cut back to the sheriff. That scene takes takes place. It's, they then drive drive away to try and find this lassie. Cut to Vincent in his truck trying to ram the poor wee lassie off the fucking Somebody's road. Somebody's trying to kill me! She says it like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And then she passes out behind the wheel. Yeah, what the fuck happened there? Apropos of nothing. She just fucking goes, Ew, and like falls to the side. Yeah, man. She got scared. Someone's trying to kill me. She's like those fainting goats. She gets too excited. She just fucking collapses. Oh, they're so funny though. Have you ever seen video of dogs that do that? Yeah, like that's they get too excited. Yeah, that's because they, they, they have a heart condition. But yes, I know. But it's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, they died after that. But yes. Oh, <laughs> still funny though. Uh, so <laughs> let's eat it. <laughs> let's. It's good eating. <laughs> See, it all comes full circle. Mm. 
Well, Bruce and uh, Terry decide to investigate the, yes. the screaming woman. We also Same, had to, we also saw sat something. There. Uh, saw something up around that bend. Yeah, but we also Bow sat there. Re- 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 yeah, yeah. But we also did sit there wondering why these two random women have like a fucking police scanner in their car. But I'm assuming it's not a police scanner. I think it's a radio, yeah, and they radio. just caught, picked why, up the frequency. But why do they have it? Because not because they came from a ski lodge. Yeah, that's in case the, they that's get like snowed in or something. Yeah, that's the conclusion we came to. Was they did just come from a ski lodge where they were working, so. Up in the mountains, probably need one. Yeah, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, within, the cop car then hits a pothole and gets stuck. In the mud. In the mud and the shit. Mm. We then back to Vincent and Ida as they stitch up the ski girls. So they've planted them, all sorted. We then enter the best fucking characters in this whole goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guy and, uh, what was their name? Edie or something? Edie. Yeah, Guy and Edie. Guy is actually um, the guy that plays him. <laughs> the guy that plays Guy. The actor that plays Guy. The Guy Guy. He's also one of the televangelists in the TV, so I'm not entirely sure if that's supposed to be the ma- the same character. It's the same guy? Yeah, or if it's, you know, just... Or if it's a different guy? Yes. Yes. But... An imposter? But who knows? It a guy make... in disguise? It would make sense... A disguise? It... Yeah, we get it. It would make sense if it was... <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's fucking annoying. I would. Uh, <laughs> it, it would make sense if it was the same person, but yeah, yeah. But I. Uh, I like the idea of it being the same person and like this guy that's like preaching like yeah. morality and accepting Jesus is actually like a filthy bastard. Yeah, they are filthy. <laughs> oh, they fucking are <laughs> horrible cunts. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, it looks a lot like James Woods as well. There's a lot of people that look like other people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, doppelgangers. Yeah, one of the ski chicks looks like uh, Cassandra Peterson, the fucking Elvira. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the one that's like somebody trying to kill me. Yeah, she looks yeah, like yeah. Cassandra Peterson. He, this, this guy, huh, looks like James Woods, and um, yeah, and then there's the cop that looks a lot bit like James Spader. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, the swing, the, we'll call them the swingers, uh, mm-hmm. are looking for a, a room. Uh, Sheriff Bruce walks in, caked in shite, like he's just like fully. Like. <laughs> no, there's a line before he walks in uh, where the you know his police car is coming up to the driveway. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, "Oh, is this place cool, hey, man? man? Is this place cool? Well, I could turn the heat up for you." <laughs> and then they lose their shit, like laughing. They're just like, "Oh, this cat gets it, man." <laughs> I love these guys. Uh, so. The sheriff walks in, caked in shite, and the guy looks to him and just says, you look like a man who knows how to get down. <laughs> that got a genuine laugh from me. We then get an absolute fucking masterclass in dodging creeps from mm. Terry as the sheriff goes in to try and kiss her and she just like shakes his hand and like spins him round towards the door. Hell yeah. And like immediately puts him like in the position to like leave. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's so smooth, so perfectly done. 10 out of 10, no notes, fucking... Phenomenal. She's done this before. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. Uh, the swingers then hand over a pamphlet labelling uh, Vincent's Motel as a so-called hotspot. And clearly they've got confused when they've seen that this is actually Motel Hello, the home of Vincent's yeah. Meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've confused it for Vincent's Hotel and that's why they're here. They then get taken to the room after propositioning uh, both... After propositioning uh, Vincent, Vincent Ida, Ida, yeah. Ida and indirectly 
uh, also fucking Terry, Terry. Terry as she well. She isn't there when that happens, but yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, Edie goes, uh, "Your daughter well, should join us." Your daughter. He says, "She's not my daughter." So and they're she's into like, incest. It's all cool, man. Yeah, so they're into incest. That's one strike. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we then cut to their hotel room. This hotel room. Edie just sorry motel room just. Swinging a rip a whip about the room and fucking wrecking the place. Yeah, this motel room looked a lot like my fucking room when it I lived did. In yeah, when you lived in, that, uh, <laughs> in the flat in Glasgow. Yeah, the same color. The wall. wallpaper was the same smoke stained color. Yeah, the same <laughs> color carpet and the. Yeah. It was a big room too. It was, you know, it was it was a weird place. Yeah. And she had like a show tune playing in the background while a preacher played by none other than Wolfman Jack, the most unenthusiastic preacher on TV. Yeah. However. <laughs> Weird Al fans will know Wolfman Jack very, very well. Yeah. As he is the man that put Weird Al on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a well-known DJ throughout the entirety of America and has a cameo in this movie out of fucking nowhere. Like, he's, he's <laughs> like town, he just yeah. kind of shows up. Yeah, he's the town pastor. Yeah. But, uh, no. Reverend. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on, right. So, guy then emerges from the bathroom in the best fucking outfit I've ever seen in my life and we're oh going to break God. this down for you an orange swimsuit sorry it's not orange it's a orange and the- <laughs> yeah it's neon orange it's- it looks like the same colour as like a Terry's chocolate orange wrapper it looks like a high vis fucking swimsuit mm. <laughs> so he's got this orange swimsuit a black lace bra over the swimsuit mm-hmm. a see through plastic skirt Hell yeah. With like a black kind of like lace rim at the bottom. Uh-huh. Ballerina shoes and mm-hmm. to finish it off, a flat cap. Yeah, and under the ballerina shoes he's also got like knee-high black socks. I feel like the socks are irre- irrelevant at this point. I don't know. Because it just goes like from, from bottom to top it goes kinky, 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 firmer. Like it's just like... And he's got a fucking porno stash too, so... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he emerges from the, the bathroom and gives the best line in the film. Edie! Where's my jelly? <laughs> These motherfuckers. Are he doesn't get an answer, unfortunately. We will never learn where the jelly was. No. I don't think they were ready for this jelly anyway. No, but. Uh, it, so... No, but. <laughs> like, uh, it's just what you say. So everything these this couple say is hilarious, but also kind of fucked up. So like, guy then wonders if Vincent and Ida are, and I quote, into animals. Yeah. Edie replies, "I hope so." And gives a little tongue flick. Yeah. So this is progressing from kink to crime very fucking quickly. My like, tongue flick gets and like fucking jizzing. Let's already. not. Let's not. I didn't say me. Said him. <laughs> <laughs> gets him jizzing already, and I'm just sitting yeah. there like, huh. I can relate. Uh, <laughs> We're learning a lot about me and my interests in these episodes. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, it's, it says, I love it when you wiggle that weapon in front of me. I was just like, holy fuck, that's such a line. Again, everything these couples say is either, is either fucking hilarious or highly suspicious or both. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. He then says, and I quote, oil me up, let's get greasy. So <laughs> he just gets down on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she starts greasing him up like fucking lunch lady Doris and groundskeeper Willie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Grease me up, woman! Uh-huh. Uh, Ida and Vincent then enter the room, heavy judging the pair of them, with like a rope. <laughs> oh, and great. start tying up, oh great, you're into bondage. You're into bondage! They tie them up, Guy assumes that they have nitrous oxide, 
You ever had it, nitrous oxide? What kind of fucking question is that? No, I haven't. Have well, you? Yeah. When? Not at the dentist, but I've had it. <laughs> Jacob, you're a fucking creature. Right? <laughs> so, anyway, guy takes one sniff and then just is out, like knocked out, and his head like thunks against the back wall. It's uh, really funny. Yeah, and when Vincent's tying up, you do, she's always. Says, yeah, is she's... this a dog? Is this dog style? No, no, no. Hog, hog style. style. <laughs> yeah. Edie then says, that doesn't smell like laughing gas, to which Vincent replies with a smile on his face, this is special laughing gas. You smell it, and we do the laughing. (laughs) And then she passes out, and both Vincent and Ida give a big evil laugh. (laughs) It's a fucking great line. The soundtrack then turns into a fucking Hallmark movie again as we cut to the next morning, and Vincent is walking out to his tractor beside Terry. Yeah, isn't this where he says to her um, he wants to uh, maybe show, she can yeah maybe her. Show, take her through the final the, the the finer points of smoking meat, which sounds like a really creepy. No, the, uh, no, the writers line. knew about the writers knew about this. Aye, because the way this conversation takes place, maybe the, right the, after I'll, the scene that we've just saw. Yeah, I'll teach you the fine art of smoking meat, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a good idea." Then he says, "Some people just don't have the stomach for it." So I'm just sitting there like they knew what this was <laughs> yeah they, they fucking knew uh, and then did you catch, get an did absolute catch, belt did you jump? catch the line though it was just the way Go she on. delivered it when they were walking out to the, the tractor she's like it's beautiful it's, like, it's a fucking tractor yeah <laughs> it is a good tractor though. it's a very bright yellow tractor it's, it's, yeah, but it's a fucking good one yeah uh, we then get an absolute belter of a jump scare from Ida yeah because she goes into the shed because Terry then goes as he, so as Vincent takes off she stays behind and has a wee snoop through the meat shed yeah, Terry. The, so Ida jumps out and confronts Terry about her sneaking around. To which Terry replies, "I was just looking around, and because Vincent told me he was going to show me all about it, and I'm curious and I wanted to learn more." Mm-hmm. Ida then goes in the defensive and starts like being like, "Oh, it's a good day for tubing." Yeah, and what? she's also trying to hide like she's fucking... trying to hide the fact that there's a foot in a in a mat, in a vat of meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack then goes full blown country. As uh, the two of them jump into the lake with like uh, fucking what would you call those? Uh, Flotation device. Yeah, like yeah, they look like uh, those uh, lifeguard. Yeah, those rings. things. Lifeguard rings, but like you know, they're floating them. They're tubes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the most gratuitous fucking tubes. Most gratuitous fucking uh, oh, wet yeah, most t-shirt gratuitous. nipple yeah, shots in this. Fucking <laughs> disgraceful, man! The camera lings far, lingers far too fucking long. Should we also mention that uh, this uh, the Nina Axelrod, the, uh, the actress that plays Terry, married one of the writers? So, <laughs> do you think he was... I don't know, man. Do you think he was there? <laughs> and he was just like, hmm. I, I don't know, man. I don't want to think about that too much, man. This gets fucking creepy. <laughs> Although, but, we don't know if they were married at the time, though. I don't know, man. Either way, it's fucking Yeah, weird. either way, it is a bit weird. It's like, look, yeah. at, my, look at my wife's nips. Yeah. <laughs> fucking creepy. Anyway... Uh, uh, Ida then cuts open her own tube to trick Terry into helping her before attempting to drown the young woman. Yeah, because uh, Ida tells her that she can't actually swim. That's why she does the tubing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a smart idea. Then uh, Vincent to the rescue. Vincent dives in, saves uh, Terry. Yeah. 
Ida then plays the victim card, claiming that she was just so scared when her tube broke, she didn't mean to like hold her under or anything. Yeah, like this, this is later on. Yeah, this is when they're uh, back in her room and she's in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent comforts Terry, and she kisses his hand, and tries to fire in. Yeah, she's fucking sucking on his fingers. This scene yeah. is really uncomfortable Vincent is not okay with it, <laughs> so stating funny. we should be married first, in a way to try and like kind of let her down easy. Terry mistakes his refusal for a proposal. There's a lot of gratuitous nudity in this scene as well. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's just the chest, it's fine. But no, like, I, it's not though, it's still like, creepy. But it's like, I don't want to see that and then an old guy. <laughs> I don't want to see that full stop I mean, in this type of movie. Like, want to see that an old guy right there, your head injury is fucking... Uh. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, in comes Wolfman Jack. The man, the myth, the wolf. Yeah, the priest. Uh, Reverend Reverend whatever the fuck this so guy, Wolfman exits the church alongside Vincent he only has one scene in this movie and he fucking kills it and he's fucking hilarious he's so good so he then he goes up he finds the sheriff reading a porn mag in his patrol car reading a was it Hustler or yeah it's Hustler yeah Hustler yeah uh, so he then in reviews that Vincent was talking to him about potentially marrying Terry and they plan to get married tomorrow. Hey, Sheriff, is that a pornographic is that a, magazine? Oh, is that an inappropriate magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, yeah I, I just confiscated it for some... You might want to give that to me so I can dispose of it properly. He drives off and he's looking at it. It's just, just the way he says it. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, no, he just goes, oh, my God. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> oh, my God. Glory, glory. And he's yeah. putting it in his fucking bag. That's the we only then, scene oh no. that this guy's yeah. in. We then... And he fucking kills cut, it. We then cut to the motel again, and Ida's reading the same magazine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce the Sheriff points It out. comes out and just like, oh, that's disgusting. Mate. How dare you? <laughs> he's like, you're sick. Mm. <laughs> uh... Sheriff then states, I don't have a warrant, but you try and stop me. Uh. Standard cop behaviour. Uh, the cop is then a fucking creep towards Terry. Yeah, she's As having she, a bath. Yeah, she's having a bath. He punts the door in. Admittedly, he does a shit job trying to shoulder it in first. He gets there eventually. 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 He then busts attempts. the door in, starts talking about, oh, what about us and all that. They went on one date and it was shit at that. Mm. And... <laughs> Uh, no, not a good date. Not a good date at all. <laughs> it's fucking disgraceful. <laughs> and uh, uh, so Vincent then he goes in a big tirade. He goes in a big like, fucking yeah about yeah you know Vincent's dick isn't gonna work and he's yeah old. and he's an old man and all this. Basically, if Bruce was around right now, he would be an avid Andrew Tate listener. Oh yes, hundred and ten percent. So uh, Vincent then comes in with a shotgun, quite mm-hmm. rightfully so. And basically tells Bruce to fuck off. If there was a lady here, you'd be. He doesn't say he'd be dead, but that's what he's. Implying. No, he does say if there wasn't a lady here, you'd be dead. Oh, okay. He straight no. up says that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you're taking this so hard. <laughs> also, if there wasn't a lady there, he would have just bust into his bathroom. For all you know, he was just needing a pish. Yeah. Yeah. If there wasn't a lady there, this isn't a crime. Vincent, I just needed a pee. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I just needed a pee, man. <laughs> I get it, it's a threat, but the threat falls apart. <laughs> yeah. You know, he fucking cocks the shotgun and, like, he's. Yeah, and then, like, like fires whoa, a warning shot. Whoa, Vincent, whoa! Yeah, and then fires a warning shot. At the wall. Uh, yeah. And keeps firing, so is it really warning shots? Well, the first one's a warning shot, the second one, he's trying to kill the cunt. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, Vincent then gives Terry a proper ring, and Ida walks in the room with some champagne. They all have a glass, it's very nice. 
either then poisons Terry's glass yeah, Terry's and hands her a fucking green glass of champagne. Yeah, cause, right, let's let's go through step by step. Terry's an idiot, right? So, <laughs> so she doesn't notice that the right, champagne's right, no, 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 green. Let's go, yeah, let's go through the step by step. So, uh, Ida pours two glasses, three glasses of champagne, right? And the champagne is your standard champagne colour, you know, piss, right? So, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they drink, Terry drinks the champagne. And None then, of the others do. She downs it in one. Yeah. Because so Terry then, knows how to party. So then Ida goes to pour another glass, and while Terry's distracted, right? She poisons the glass. She pour, Yeah, she drops some poison in the glass. Now, fine, right? If she didn't see it, she didn't see it. However, <laughs> Terry's champagne glass... The liquid in it is now fucking Cactus Jack Green. Yeah. <laughs> if you, or w, do WKD do fucking green stuff? It's it's fluorescent green. Yeah, it's fucking uh, party booze colour. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the other it's champagne... It's Alka-Pops yeah, colour. <laughs> the other champagne is not. <laughs> yeah. And she still fucking downs that shit. Oh. Terry... Is an idiot, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not one to victim blame, but Terry is an idiot. In this instance, <laughs> in this instance, I will victim blame. She doesn't notice that the drink turned fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know the only but way. Said, the said, only way I would. I would like say like, yeah, fair enough. As if they were in a dark room, but they're not, right? It's uh, so anyway, <laughs> Terry's an idiot. She then is knocked out. And Very Vincent quick. said, she's out, let's go to work. Yeah. Sheriff then begins his investigation. He goes through to where the bike was found, finds shotgun pellets in the tyres. Mm-hmm. Cut back to the farm as they hypnotise the members of the punk band. Oh, this pip was great. <laughs> and they stop screaming as they begin sort of mesmerised by the lights and Vincent gives this big speech about how they're off on a rocket ship, they're off past Mars, they're astral projecting. And they are going, they're in for what he describes as a radical hypno high. Yeah, and that they're which going. Which is a fucking great band name. Yeah, and that they're going to uh, somewhere so far out that people have wings. Yeah. I'll be honest, Vincent starts sounding like he's punting DMT. He does. Like, he fully does sound like he's trying to get them to be like. <laughs> he's the proto Joe Rogan. <laughs> proto yeah. Rogan. Well, yeah. Vinnie Rogan. Aye. Mm. <laughs> That sounds like a that sounds like a name, doesn't it, Vincent it does. Rogan? It does. But then you know, uh, then you'd have Joey Diaz on the show. We love full what, naming him. Tell you what, Vincent Smith. Vincent Smith. <laughs> I never ate people, but by God, it was good. I know. You ever read Dog Vincent Smith? Yeah. <laughs> ever been to Juarez? Uh, anyway, <laughs> if you want to get through, if you want to get to him, Vincent Smith, you have to go through us first. <laughs> oh, Spider Man Two. So Ida then wraps a noose around each victim's neck, saying, Space belts are in place, Captain. <laughs> Ida then revs the tractor, which snaps their neck. Yeah, the tractor goes up and it's like... Goes up and it's wheels. like hind wheels and yeah. stuff. There. And then, later on, they do the same thing again, but rather than the tractor being like, struggling to take them out and like snapping their neck, they just lift them up the ground. I think Fine. they put it in a different gear. And then they pull the brake back, so they're reversing. Uh, I suppose. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. You see, I thought... So, the, the, when I, when sorry, I originally saw this, I thought their heads were going to come off. But, so did I. But, you know, whatever. I it think was... it's more effective with the next snap, though. I feel it's more effective horror-wise yeah. than that. Because, again, it makes the gore later on hit a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent then gives a fantastic line. 
<laughs> Do you ever wonder about the karmic? Some, yeah, sometimes I wonder about the karmic implications of these acts. Uh, I'll tell you the implications. You're fucked, mate. Uh, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> no, there's a there's a line later on as well where like uh, Terry's like, "What gives you the right to play God?" Like, and he's I'm not like, playing God. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying God. to help out. Yeah, it would be great though if he was like, "I'm not trying to play God. I'm just trying to smoke meat." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I'm not God. I'm a butcher. <laughs> Uh, cut to the sheriff as he continues his investigation into the murders committed by his brother, finding various different cars in a local like swamp. Mm-hmm. He later claims that they there's like 200 cars there. There's yeah, like four of them. They weren't very well hidden in the swamp either. You no, no. <laughs> you could see them. Uh, meanwhile, one of the buried victims manages to wiggle his way free yeah, and remove the sack from his head. Yeah, it's it's Bo. Yeah. Sheriff then enters Terry's room to warn her that Vincent might be trying to kill her. You really she ignores him. Me again? She ignores him, and she's well within her rights to do so because he's been nothing but a prick this entire movie. <laughs> Just because he's right this one time. A broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, cut to Vincent and Ida as Vincent sends Ida out to get something to eat. Yeah, because she wants to have some of the. She wants to eat some of the some of the people meat. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where you actually see like a we see him like eat like. Yeah, he's yeah. he's nibbling on a little bit. He, t- he cuts like a little strip off, and he's uh, yeah. eating some torso meat off something. Aye, but uh, no but, uh, no I nips on no nips on these bodies. Did you notice? No, that? yeah, oh, I yeah. did notice that. Yeah, is he cutting them off, selling them as uh, little pepperonis? Or? I don't know. I think he's making pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Want a little nip? I mean, uh, pepperoni, nipperoni, <laughs> nipperoni, pepperoni. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so Ida overhears the sheriff trying to convince Terry that Vincent is evil. So Ida jumps the sheriff, grabs Terry, and brings her through to the mm-hmm. to the meat shed. Steals, steals his gun as well. Oh yeah, she steals the sheriff's gun, yeah. Meanwhile, Bo digs himself out as well as digging the other victims from their traps and they then make their way to the meat shed for the final confrontation yeah. of this movie. They're all walking like zombies, but it's fucking hilarious because the... Uh... The swinger guy is still wearing He's still his, in like the full gear, like the see-through scarf yeah. and the fucking like... He's missing his swimsuit though. Yeah, weird one. But it still has the bra on. Hmm. <laughs> so is this cock just flopping about or... Possibly. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't put it past this movie. We did see Dick earlier in this movie when he's uh, when they're clearing out all the the hanky-panky people in the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Cut back to the shed. Vincent sends Ida out to get Bruce. The escapees, then have made, having made their way to the shed, jump Ida and knock her the fuck out, and proceed to kick the ever-loving shit out of her. Admittedly, that is done off camera. Did you hear what she said though? <laughs> when the first one jumps out, she's like, "What are you what doing, doing out? Yeah. Do you need water?" Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're clearly delusional. Like that's like part of like what they're going for is that like Vincent and Ida are insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they but it looks like when they're when they take her down and start beating her up, it looks like they're just kind of slapping her. Yeah. So you know, she gets slapped silly. So we then get Vincent sort of uh, giving his big monologue to, as to why he does what he does to Terry to try and get her on side. Yeah. Uh, standout quote is, "I'm just helping." She says, "What gives you the right to play God?" <laughs> he says, "I'm not playing God." I'm just helping out. Yeah, I'm not playing There's God, too many I wouldn't pe- know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many people and not enough food. Mm. Uh, I don't know how many out of, of you out there are fans of the comedian Billy Conley. 
Yeah, he probably watched this. But he has a, a bit that is almost like that has that line in it verbatim. <laughs> when did Billy Connolly do that? But no, he said he, that was after Jeffrey Dahmer. He it was recently, that. yeah. So he probably watched. Does, does Billy Connolly like horror movies? I don't know. He seems like the guy. You're asking me like a kind of cunt personally. Like, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, you watch more Billy Connolly than I do. Does he talk about horror movies? I don't fucking know. He seems like the sort of guy that would watch them. I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe he saw this one. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird one. Anyway. Terry tries to escape, but the door is locked. So Vincent drugs her and gets ready to prep and smoke her. <laughs> Bo then breaks in through a window in the I'm roof. Just, when you say smoker, I'm just picturing, it's stupid as fuck, but I'm just picturing her like rolling her into like gigantic papers. Well, like fucking scary movie. Like yeah, the big rolling <laughs> her into a gigantic paper, putting like a little filter in there because he's conscientious about his lungs. And then, oh, uh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> there, is, there is a cow like that in one of the scary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bo then breaks in through a window in the roof and begins a fight with Vincent it's a pretty good fight all all told Uh, Vincent does inevitably win the fight by locking Bo in the smoke room yeah he kills him and puts him in there he doesn't kill him first he he just like he like basically shoves him in he's still like going shouting when he's pushed in he's like strangling him and he's got like this fucking horrifying face yeah he does but, a pretty good, like, uh, crazy person, I'm going to kill you face. Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. So. Uh, we then cut to the sheriff who wakes up in the motel, grabs a shotgun and makes his way to the meat shed to save Terry. <laughs> he breaks into the shed using the shotgun and is met by Vincent yeah, wearing a pig's head. because he can't break down the door. He, sucks he can't break down the door, so he just shoots the lock open. <laughs> He's then met by Vincent wearing a pig's head and wielding a chainsaw. This is where the saw... Uh, Manhunt and manhunt elements come into it with like the wearing the pig head I don't know if it's specifically from this film or if it's just imagery that like has I could see naturally it. occurred I could see it being from this but yes Sheriff then grabs a chainsaw and so begins the final fight mm-hmm. chainsaw duel the chainsaw ch- mul- there were multiple points where Vincent's chainsaw connects with Sheriff Bruce's mm. like leg and chest well, this is another but it does fuck all yeah and this is another uh, thing I think influenced other movies uh, fucking Mandy to a certain degree yeah the chainsaw fight <laughs> also I just wanted there's, there's something about this bit that annoys me and it annoys me in Texas Chainsaw 2 as well if you were to actually like clash two chainsaws together alright well you mean actually sparks like, wouldn't fucking happen so the you, chains would break so and the chainsaws say, would just be fucked so when you say Texas Chainsaw 2 you mean the sequel yeah I, mean, I said yeah, Texas Chainsaw 2 alright I thought like, you meant like Texas Chainsaw as well Right. oh no 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 I mean like the sequel when <laughs> right, he's fighting right, Dennis right. Hopper and right, fucking right, yeah right. but like yeah if you were to actually like clash two chainsaws together like firstly modern chainsaws would just stop mm-hmm. because they have like these mechanisms in them that stop them from like doing major fucking damage I don't even think it's that I think it's just literally but the also, that a chain on chain is chain, just gonna uh, break it but in like older chainsaws chain on chain would just break the fucking thing yeah that's how it would do it now as well the chains would just snap also, modern day chainsaws, they aren't like, uh, you flick the switch and they're on constantly. They're, yeah, there's uh, like a, a grip. It's like a, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a trigger. So really. if you were to drop it, it wouldn't... Yeah. Like, it would hurt, because they're fucking heavy. Yeah. yeah. But it wouldn't, like, go through your leg like it does in the original Texas Chainsaw when he drops it and it, like, buzzes mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Or in this, going to get stuck in his fucking side. Yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so... 
Sheriff finally defeats Vincent by pure fucking luck. Basically, yeah. he swings and his chainsaw gets stuck in like a doorway or some shit, like or like a, a support beam. Yeah, I think it's just a support beam. Vincent then stumbles that's back. The, that's the second time in our entire fucking film watching for this podcast where a beam has saved the day. Vampires. Yeah. 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 So it gets stuck in the beam, but it's still running, even though it's stuck. So it wouldn't be fucking running. I don't know about eighties chainsaws. No, because the chain would if oh, it was yeah, stuck yeah, in yeah. there, the chain would yeah, just yeah. 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 Boom. It would stop. Yeah. But anyway, it's still running. Vincent then just backs up into it. Like, he doesn't get knocked into it. I there doesn't, like, a fight. Slightly, I don't know, he just kind of trips and is then, like, it's fully in his side. And then we finally get gore. Yeah, and it's fucking good gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then <laughs> and get, like, they kind of help the, him up to try and kind of, like, sit him down and he starts this big speech yeah did we mention that Terry's also about to get sliced by the fucking oh yeah throughout this entire fight uh, <laughs> Terry Terry's uh, like in this Bond villain-esque trap where she's on a conveyor belt heading towards uh, a bandsaw yeah but it's a meat slicer yeah slice ham no 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 it's not like that it's not that one it's different this is like a straight up a bandsaw oh, is this the one to cut bone uh, yeah yeah okay yeah. Yeah. it is a literal bandsaw the other one you're thinking of is different. It's like the slight. It's kind of like the fucking. Uh, it's kind of similar to a mandolin, but mm-hmm. electrified. Yeah, but yeah, she's on her slow. Oh, she's slowly making her way towards this fucking saw. Yeah, throughout this entire fight, and at one point she screams like, "Bruce, help me!" He's like in the middle of the fight. So I'm just imagining Bruce just going, "I'm fucking I'm busy." Fucking, <laughs> believe it or not, I've I've got some other things on my plate right now. Uh, so if you could just calm your tits in. <laughs> the machine is moving slowly. You'll be fine. You'll be alright, trust me. <laughs> oh, Joe's the best... Right, right. Joe's one of the best deaths to use in something like that. Go on. Fucking uh, Fear Street Part 1. Oh, I haven't watched any of the Fear Street movies. Have you not? Right. No, no. So the Fear Street movies are alright, right? But they're, they're, I was sitting there watching them, I was like, oh, this is just going to be some teen shite. There was one death where, like... Uh, they use like one of those on somebody's head and I was like what the fuck that's fucked you, up did you see everything and I was like what the there's fuck? a bit like that in Apostle as well where they have like the, the tension screw in the oh, guy's yeah, head yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> fucked up Michael Sheen's really good in that film he is mm-hmm. anyway moving on uh, Vincent then gives his final monologue that's a great monologue. And he's like, I am a, I'm the biggest hypocrite of them all. Now, I thought the joke leading up to this was he was going to see he was like a vegetarian or something stupid like mm. that, right? And that was going to be like, oh, ha, ha, very funny, right? No, he says, I use preservatives. And then yeah. dies. That's his, that's his last one. It's just the way he delivers it. I was like, my meat, I used preservatives. And he just fucking dies. Yes, yeah, like he says that word with his final breath. <laughs> The two then leave the shed to find Ida buried upside down in the dirt, her legs kicking out above there, accompanied by a musical sting, which then leads us into the credits. Yeah, it's like they try to do the carry scare at the end of the carry. Yeah, yeah. But it's just her legs oh, kicking. Yeah, so I tell I then walk out of the motel, we then zoom in on the sign, one final time, the motel hello, and the O fucking blows up! <laughs> And the full scene leads into this massive fucking explosion. Yeah, that's in the trailer. That's the yeah, and that explosion then takes us into the credits with another country song. Yeah, it's fucking class. This movie. Is... I I love and hate this movie in equal measure. <laughs> it's it's so weird and so batshit insane. 
But at the same time, you can't help but when it's good, it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And when it's bad, it's still kind of fu- it's like funny bad and still entertaining. So yeah, it's a fucking good movie overall. It's like it's like what you said. But, it's like Sleepaway Camp level. Yeah, like, I would put it in that same yeah. level of like corny, very problematic, but still like a fun watch. But um, yeah, I I I I wasn't disappointed by this movie. Neither was I. It was a very fun watch. It was uh-huh. uh, ideal for what we're kind of going for with this. It's just these standalone movies that you can just ideal for watching around about Halloween time, which is right around the corner by the time this is released. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn. But yeah, uh, this movie I liked it. Yeah, it's, I had a grand uh, old time, and I would. I would recommend it if you're a horror fan. Definitely check this out. I actually did try to find this on Blu-ray, and it's like forty quid because yeah, it is a rare movie. Uh, yeah, I don't even think Arrow have put it out yet. No, uh, no. But I managed to get a copy. Huh? So uh, eventually, yeah, yeah. It took us <laughs> took took some fucking time, but we got it. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Jesus, but no, this movie I would definitely give this another watch. Um, not anytime soon. I can see myself putting this on maybe next year for about Halloween. Yeah, I've watched it twice already. I don't need to see it again for a while. Same. But yeah, you know, this is a very uh, fun movie. If you're looking for something that isn't you know completely serious, if you're looking for a horror comedy that's played straight, like uh, yeah, something in the not as it's not as it's not um, as comedic as like a Tucker and Dale versus Evil or like Shaun of the Dead or, or Shaun of the Dead. It's not quite, but it's not as serious as the likes it, of a Friday the Thirteenth. I would actually say this a, is more on the same sort of comedic lines as um, <laughs> Hot Fuzz. Uh, Hot Fuzz is still very overtly a comedy. It is, but like I would say it's. If Hot Fuzz had a bit more horror in it, it has some. If it, if it had a bit more horror in it, it would be Motel Hell. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that, yeah. yeah. But it's not quite like as Joker in it as Hot no. Fuzz is. No. Like, it's very clearly. It's very dry. It's a horror first uh-huh. with comedic elements yeah. throughout it. It's very dry. It's Motel Hell. And very dry humour. Uh-huh. And the cast do that very well. It's like a. It's like a, We were all talking about this. It's like. Um, if this came out in the 60s. Yeah, this would have been a Vincent Price movie. And had Vincent Price in it, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a very Vincent Price feeling movie, but just extra gore. Pretty much, yeah. So if you like those sort of movies, you'd probably like this as well. Uh, Yeah, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I would recommend this. As did I, yeah. And I would definitely recommend it as well. Uh, Maybe not necessarily in terms of like, if you're looking for a fucking classic, watch this movie. But if you want to have a good time, just grab some popcorn, chill out with your friends... And if you're looking for a good Halloween movie, mm-hmm. stick this on. You will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that really needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the end of this episode. What are we covering next week? Another horror comedy. Uh, probably a bit more on the comedy side. Uh, I don't know because I haven't seen it. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, I'll admit, this is a film I have seen numerous times before. I love this movie. Mm. Uh, directed by the Kyoto Brothers, the special effects powerhouse uh, of the the late 70s and early 80s. They have a lot of work throughout out there. This is their first and only <laughs> movie. I wouldn't say powerhouse, but yeah, sure. Well, they've done a shit ton of work prior to this. I think they're probably most well known for this and uh, designing the critters. Well, now, yeah. But and like, designing the critters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when people say John Carl Beekler is a fucking powerhouse of making shit. His stuff was kind of... Ugh. This stuff was good. This stuff was really good. The ghoulies? Fuck yeah! Uh, 
love the ghoulies. Yeah, the only the only thing. I, I mean, I've... the films are shite, but the ghoulies themselves are great. <laughs> sure, whatever. Ah. Anyway, we'll be... <laughs> join us next week when we cover killer clowns from outer space. Yay! <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. <laughs>